our people. How are we doing? <laughs> we are in Morocco where there's a proverb that goes, The heart of a fool is in his mouth. The mouth of a wise man is in his heart. I think that's actually a pretty cool proverb. I don't know what you got out of it. It almost sounds to me like you're saying, guard your heart and speak wisely. That's what I got out of it. Yeah, because I suppose if one is, in quotes, foolish, then you just like, blah, 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 blah. Whatever mm. comes to your mind. Is what you say. As how they say it. Whatever comes to your mind, just look, it just comes out like that. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's no break, no pause, no, no think about, no filter. And... Anyway, let me not even go into that because I was going to make a comment about people that say they are brutally honest and just end up being rude. Mm-hmm. And I think this proverb will really apply to them because those people <laughs> that say, oh, I have no filter. I'm this just how I am. I'm just brutally I honest. I say how it this is. How I, am. I feel like honestly, it's just an excuse because empty barrels make a lot of noise and all that stuff. But okay. Now, back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Morocco has a rich array of foods and spices with lots of side dishes, dips, flatbreads, and meats. We went for something simple. A warm salad that is typically eaten with bread. It is called Zalouk. Morocco is in northwest Africa and has a population of about 37 million people. Its land borders are with Algeria and western Sahara. It also has close geographical links with Spain. There are several Spanish exclave and islands on the African coast between the two continents. Uh, do you want to explain what an exclave is? What do you, what do you mean, an exclave now? And from people, for people who may not know, what's an exclave? <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't expecting that question. I just read that it has exclaves. So what? you don't know what an exclave is? I also know what an exclave is. Wait, so when you are writing it, you do not know? I actually do not know. I'm not going to lie. I forgot to look it up as I speak with you, so I still don't know. <laughs> we'll be I, back. Honestly, I swear we're really prepared for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will be right back. I don't know what an exclave is. I should, you know. <laughs> no, I was like, okay, I'm going to check. And until now, as I was reading, so I was like, are you kidding? So, an exclave is a portion of a state or territory geographically separated from the main part by surrounding alien territory. Guys, she literally had to open Wikipedia and read it. <laughs> and we and also learned it. that once I said that, it turns out Alaska is some kind of exclave. Yes. Why are you saying Alaska? Like you're asking a question. I said it. Immediately described what an exclave was. I was like, like Alaska. Okay. And then I'm proud of myself for knowing geography stuff because geography was, eh, you know. Okay. So but, that's an exclave. Are you happy now? Oh, I'm, I'm very, very happy. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, back to our story about Morocco. We can trace the early inhabitants in Morocco to at least 90,000 BC. No, not 9,000, 90,000. There were many dynasties and empires that existed and ruled the nation. And then it became a French and also a Spanish protectorate in 1912 until Morocco became independent in 1956. The official languages are Arabic and Berber. But because of the French influence, French is also spoken This French influence has also made its way into the cuisine, which is not surprising. There's also Andalusian influence in the cuisine because of Morocco's proximity to Spain. So you have Berber, Mediterranean, and bits of Sub-Saharan African influences as well. So Morocco's most famous type of food is arguably, drumroll, couscous. And if you listen to our podcast, you'll know that we talked about couscous when we were in Mauritania. And how there are culinary similarities between Morocco and parts of Mauritania. It can be eaten in so many ways, with meats and sauces, with raisins, all kinds. In Morocco, 
like in many North African countries, you find flatbreads, olives, mint is also really big and mint tea is very popular as well as lamb and spices like cinnamon, cumin, saffron, and fenugreek. You also have herbs like parsley and cilantro or coriander leaf, depending on what you call it. Some people call it cilantro, some people call it coriander. Morocco is also known for its tagine. A tagine is a savory, slow-cooked stew. The word tagine is actually referring to the clay pot that you make the stew in. So there are different kinds of tagines because you can cook different kinds of stew in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can find mechui, which is a kind of roasted lamb that we also mentioned in Mauritania. Mm-hmm. There's also a marinade called tremula, which is made with cilantro, parsley, garlic, salt, and olive oil. That sounds good. There's actually different kinds of tremula, mm-hmm. depending on what you add to them. This one I've actually talked about is called a green tremula. Oh, and nice. if you check out my Instagram page, 234 Pantry, which I'm shamelessly plugging. Okay. I've posted <laughs> about fish tremula there before. So fish tremula is basically just fish that you marinate with tremula sauce. I'm big. Hmm. There's also this dish that sounds absolutely delicious called bastilla or pastilla. It used to be made with pigeon, but nowadays making it with chicken is more common. So you take this chicken and cook it in broth that has spices like ginger and saffron. Then you shred the chicken and cook eggs by scrambling them. You then grind some roasted almonds coarsely with sugar. So you then take the chicken, the eggs, the almond sugar mix and wrap it all in a really thin and flaky pastry kind of pillow dough. Then you bake it and dust it with cinnamon and sugar. That sounds heavenly. That sounds great. Like it's such a weird, it's such an interesting combination because you have savory and then you have sugar and I'm very fascinated with that. Why didn't we make this one? We could, you know, like, I mean, I mean, if you want to cook it, that's, that's doable. When I say we, I kind of meant you, so why didn't you make this one? Uh, you see, I was sick that day. I did not get the memo. I don't like you again. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to Bastilla, you can find Rifissa, R-F-I-S-S-A. Mm-hmm. Rifissa is stewed chicken and lentils seasoned with spices and served over flatbread. One of the blends, the spice blends for this dish is Raz El Hanout. And this actually brings back memories because one of our first dishes in Africa in my kitchen featured Raz El Hanout. Can you guess which one? We'll give you a hint. It starts with A and it ends with A. That's all I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Now, let's talk about Zalouk, which is our feature dish that Ijeoma made instead of the other more delicious sounding one. But okay, okay. It is a really simple dish, actually. It's a salad, but with cooked ingredients. So it's like a warm salad that you eat with bread. The two primary ingredients in Zalouk are eggplant and tomatoes. So what you need to make this is, like I said, you have your eggplant, you have your tomatoes, then you have some fresh parsley and fresh cilantro. I will confess I did not have, well, I didn't want to buy fresh parsley because parsley is one of those vegetables that I use very little of and the rest of it goes bad. So I had some dried parsley and I just substituted with that. So you have your eggplant, your tomatoes, fresh, your Fresh, if you have parsley and cilantro, you have some garlic, which you chop, some salt, pepper, cumin, and olive oil. I found from looking at the recipes that there are two different ways that people can make saluk. One way I found was that people take the eggplant and chop it up, and then they just cook it with the rest of the other dishes. Other people first roast the eggplant, and then they scoop out the flesh and throw away the skin. Hmm. I chose not to throw away the skin, but I did roast the eggplant. So I kind of did in between. I roasted the eggplant and then chopped it up into cubes that I had cooled down. 
So basically what you do is you chop up the tomatoes, you have your eggplant and you saute this um, chopped up tomatoes, chopped up garlic, the parsley, the cilantro and all the spices and olive oil. You cook on medium heat till the tomatoes turn into like a mushy sauce, right? Because you want to get it liquefied. That takes about maybe 15 to 20 minutes and you keep stirring it so it doesn't burn. And then once that's done, you add your eggplant and then depending on how chunky you want it, you mash it up a little bit. I think most people don't, I think it's not supposed to be too chunky. So you just mash it up quite a bit and then you just cook it a little more, maybe an extra 10, 15 minutes, allowing all the flavors to blend together. And then if you want, you can add some lemon. I chose to finish cooking it first and then squirt with a little bit of lemon. Mm-hmm. It's like a chunky sauce. Actually, another thing I wanted to mention is we call it eggplant here. But if you're in Europe, you may know it as aubergine. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So also the yellow color comes from when it's cooked. Yeah, I think. Well, for me, it's well, you have like cumin a dark, in it. You have cumin, but it's a negligible amount of cumin. Mm. And okay. cumin is more brown. Maybe you're thinking of turmeric that's yellow. Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what did you think about the dish? I liked it. I felt like it was light. It was a bit creamy. I liked it a lot with the um, lemon. Oh, creamy. That's the the description I was thinking about when I was describing it. So it's a creamy consistency. There we go. Yeah, but not creamy runny, like creamy. Not creamy runny. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there we go. That's, that's what I said yeah. the first time. And interestingly, I just realized that I'm looking at my notes now for my first impressions. And I remember that you asked if it had chickpeas in it. Yeah. And I wrote there, eggplanty chickpea-like. Funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why. But yeah, it's, I, it's kind of difficult to explain. If you're familiar with the texture of, say, chickpeas and eggplants that are mashed, you kind of understand that it's almost like, it's almost the consistency of a really thick dip, mm-hmm. I guess. But it's creamy mm. and it has like this whole, if you're also familiar with Mediterranean dishes, so if you're familiar with the, the flavors of cilantro and parsley, you might kind of understand what we're going, what we're getting at here. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did it, how did it taste? How that's what I'm trying to it? describe. It's, 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 I felt it was creamy, mm-hmm. slightly tangy mm-hmm. um, and kind of fresh. I, okay. Yeah, I just, it just, my mouth felt fresh. The thing though I noticed about it was, I can see how Maybe it would be. Maybe the fresh from the lemon you added. But I didn't add lemon to yours. Did you hear me say it was fresh? I'm pretty sure that I gave you a lemon quarter to try with this salad. You did. Did you use it? No. Okay. So like I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying, um, I'm a big garlic fan. So I think the garlic wasn't enough. I think I understand how it will go really well with flatbreads, with the warm, toasty flatbreads. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't eat it by itself. Like I ate it by itself in one go. And I was like, no, I would need something to break this up. Mm. Like the, the taste of it. So I liked it, but I think I couldn't eat a lot of it at a time. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure why. Yeah. It reminded me of hummus. That makes sense. But not as thick as hummus. I don't want to go back into talking about the consistency. Mm-hmm. But it had that hummus-like taste so if you've eaten hummus particularly the ones that have some um i don't i think some of them have parsley or Mm -hmm. something in it so if you've tried some of those that's kind of what you reminded me of i actually didn't try the lemon on purpose because i was like why do i want to put lemon in this wow okay i'm a rebel okay okay i live by my own rules own rules (laughs) (laughs) now did i like it I liked it as much as I like hummus. If it's in front of me, I'll try it. But mm. I won't go out of my way to look for it. Mm. Um, for me, eggplant's not something that's part of my regular diet. 
I don't know. Okay, you guys, I don't let me not even go into this. Because I know I was trying to get into eggplant a while ago and then people started using eggplant to denote something else. And I was like, Oh, Ew. come on. <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> now I can't eat eggplants in a straight face, guys. I can't. I'm wow. so juvenile. Anyway, that aside, um, it was okay. It was as much, you know, the same way you would have a hummus or a spinach dip or something. It's the same. Now, would I go crazy for it? Maybe if I added chili oil. You know, that's how I would. Don't stop. You don't give me this. Don't give me. Don't give me that dirty look. I'm telling you. <laughs> Maybe if I added chili oil. Chili. You know. Yes, <laughs> chili oil. <laughs> then, you know, it make it a little tang. Tang. Oh, tang. Mm. tang Just pour the, pour the pepper. Come on, tang, dear, dear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but... Overall, I can see how it's healthy. I think it's a taste that will take a little getting used to. Especially mm. if you're not someone that has had hummus before. Mm, that makes sense. But personally, again, it's nice. But it's not something that if I jumped into a restaurant and I saw it on the menu, I'll be rushing towards it. That's like just me. I'm Fair just going to be like, hmm. okay. you know, maybe it's a side to something else that was like spicier. Because you know I like my food kind of spicy. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's felt like a side like mm. a, a dipping sauce, which was, I guess, cool. Maybe you should have added some meat. No, not meat. I was gonna say maybe we should have had it with some bread. Not meat. I added. I had mine with bread. Oh, okay. Then I yeah, I had. You. I had mine with flatbread. Okay. The thing about adding extra stuff, I think, with a lot of Moroccan dishes, they are served like with a whole bunch of stuff. Right? Yes. So this could be an, a component of the entire yes. meal. Yeah. From what I've seen, it seems mm-hmm. like it would be served multiple single dishes so the meal is like a whole ceremony yeah where you have different um dishes that come together and each person kind of takes and it seems more like a culture where there's a shared food mm-hmm. rather than each person in- eating individually i'm not sure how it is more in more modern times but that kind of is my impression of a uh, moroccan uh, eating culture okay but yeah you folks have to try it but for now, that's all from us. We hope you enjoyed hearing about Morocco today and about this tasty and easy to make salad. Enjoy it with some cob's bread or flatbread in general, or you can eat it on its own as well. It's tasty, at least for me. It's healthy. It's easy to make. What more do you need? Try it and we'll be back before you know it to tell you another story about another country in Africa. Dun, dun, dun. No, that's not a bad thing. Why are you doing bad music? Oh. That's better. (laughs) Thank you for listening. While the podcast airs every two weeks, we have a backlog of episodes just waiting for you to enjoy. The show is a collaboration between Tunuka Media and 234 Pantry. African My Kitchen is produced by Tunuka Media and co hosted with 234 Pantry. So while on Instagram, visit both Tunuka Media and 234 Pantry. With Tanuka Media, you'll find out about more shows produced which aren't necessarily food-related, while on 234 Pantry, you will get more food-related content. For example, Tanuka Media also produces another show called Overlooked, which I host. All the links with the relevant information to connect with us are located in the show notes. Like, subscribe, and share within your community. We'd also really love for you to give the show a high rating wherever you enjoy your podcasts.